Yo, what's up, everyone? My name is Drew Joyner. Some of you may know me as Drew What I Do on YouTube, and I am the host of season two of the Beyond the Garment podcast, a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others, where each week I invite a brand new guest on the show within the realm of fashion, culture, and or art to talk about their life and their experiences. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to come listen to this podcast. It means a ton to me. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Before we get started into today's episode, I want to give a huge thank you to you for actually tuning in today. We have an unbelievably fun episode for you guys today, and I, of course, just want to preface this episode with gratitude. This week's guest is Chris Maradiaga, and Chris is kind of what I like to call a jack-of-all-trades. I discovered him on TikTok, and his vibe and his aesthetic for the videos he created really caught my attention, so I decided to dig deeper. From an explication of professions, Chris is a photographer. He's done some acting. I would consider him a content creator. He's also made product and started his own and created his own publication, which we'll get into all that and more in this podcast. If you're an Apple podcast listener, be sure to give us a five star review and stick around to the end of this podcast. At the end of each episode, I give an in-depth analysis about what I learned. Hopefully you can recount some of the things that you learned as well or what you got out of the podcast. All right. I'm doing a lot of blabbling. Let's get into the live intro. Let's get ready to go. So I'm shaking the rust off everyone. Bear with me for this intro. Chris knows this. The guest of today's show knows this. But here we go. On today's episode, allow me the honor of introducing Chris Maradiaga. Chris has a multitude of titles from his editorial work in photography all the way to acting and content creating. I stumbled upon Chris's uh, work as I was ascending to 100K on TikTok, and I was always kind of just curious and impressed by his videos. Interestingly enough, you know, TikTok is something that he's not, you know, something that he's done in, in recent time and he hasn't focused on for the last, let's say, year and a half or whatever. It's kind of something he's been doing new, but that's how I discovered him. And now I have him on the show, so I'm really, really excited. Chris, man, how, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm really excited. I, I did not think I'd like have an opportunity like this with, you know, what like two months of posting videos. Yeah, <laughs> so. <laughs> it's funny how TikTok works too. I mean, the the algorithm just puts the content in front of so many people. Yeah. So when I saw your videos, I mean, that's kind of how I I, I think I may have seen your work beyond, but I didn't know it was you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think the TikTok is uh is a really powerful platform in that way, and that you can really create a mood a vibe or whatever you want to call it and i for like i said i was really drawn to it which we'll talk about more you know later on but uh yeah man how are things going for you how's life how how where are you located at things like that yeah so located in victoria british columbia canada um which like some folks will reach out and they're like you're located in victoria out of all places um but Honestly, everything's been really, really great. Um, you know, I, I have like my main gig from nine to five, which has been, you know, nice. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like the last like two and a half months creating, you know, TikToks and all that have been leading me to some like pretty solid opportunities that I never thought would happen. And Definitely. now I'm like, whoa, how have I not like hopped on this earlier? 
right so, right right oh, we'll definitely yeah. get into that a little bit too i i, I like your glasses too what are, what kind of frames are those if, if you don't mind me asking they are like old school ray-bans that i found at an antique shop across the oh. street oh. it's like the blessing of like being in victoria is that all of these like antiques and stuff that would easily sell in new york in seconds right. is rarely picked up here because really everyone's just into like Blundstones, and <laughs> I've been dragging Blundstones for the last like two weeks. But everyone's yeah, it's strange out here. So. No, definitely. I mean, there's a culture for sure. Yeah. Let's start with the first question that I've started off with. Season one, I did 48 episodes with this same question, I believe. And the question is, you know, what is your background? Where are you from? And how is it like for you growing up as a kid, man? Yeah. So, um, it's. Pretty interesting background. I mean, I'll go with like personal and then kind of like what I'm all about, like what I do and personal background. Um, my mom is from Latin America. She's from Honduras. And my dad is from Atlanta. Um, mm. Never met the guy, but mm. um, I've used that as like a source of inspo. Of and um, yeah, so just like kind of like born and raised in Vancouver, BC. Um, I Honestly, it's so funny because I grew up as a, the type of kid that like, was really into sports and is not i like i wasn't at all interested in art or anything like that right um so originally i was like yeah you know what i'm gonna be like one of the first canadian players in the nba not knowing that like they're already canadian players in the <laughs> nba um, uh, i love it though and then yeah and then i kind of like moved out to the boonies in like grade 11 and that kind of sparked everything and mm. i kind of like um you know honestly i feel like this is common for a lot of like artists and such but tumblr was like my first you know entryway into what i'm into now and from there mm -hmm. just kind of like got the ball rolling with photography with editorial works with art with everything and right. fashion and right yeah so it's let's, uh it's been wild but no no doubt i love it man well let's peel up let's peel back the onion on on your hoops a little bit in your upbringing did you grow up with siblings or were you only child talking no about that. i'm an only child only child, child. and it's okay. it's funny because it's like when people when i meet new people they're like are you your only child right and i'm like yeah and they're like i can tell yeah 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 <laughs> people always say that about only only child i grew up an only child i have an older brother but i grew up only yeah. child and so uh oftentimes people will tell me that same thing is that you know there's a little <laughs> bit of um i don't know a different way you carry yourself when you have siblings and when you don't apparently people say so i think that's always yeah. super interesting and so you yeah. were playing a little bit of basketball too talk to me about that i, I love basketball conversations Ooh. man i love it man yeah so we had um i've never had like you know back when i lived in vancouver we had just like this super rundown hoop attached to like this half broken garage <laughs> and it was just in this alleyway and we would play from like um you know as soon as school was over until like 9 p.m and uh, yeah. from there like i kind of honed like some kind of skill where mm -hmm. um you know i although i was like tall for the kids in my age group i still mm -hmm. wanted to just play point guard yeah because yeah. you have the ball most of the time which is fantastic logical uh, <laughs> yeah but yeah i think um you know i was just kind of like super inspired by toronto i i love seeing I always think about like how Toronto would have turned out if T-Mac had stayed mm. and um, and yeah, just seeing like what would have happened, but just seeing like Vince and Toronto, I remember the, the slam dunk contest in like 2000 really was just like an eye opener. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. after that, I was like, 
you know, I want to do this. Like, yeah, I want to play totally, in the totally. NBA. Yeah. Um, and then nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't pursue it or it wasn't like, it just wasn't in the cards for you. You kind of went down a different path or like, yeah, I think uh, like I, you know, I obviously like it was, it was a huge passion and I made it to like the elementary school team, like in grade six and seven. And mm-hmm. um, which was great. That was like a, wow, I actually really like, you know, being in a actual team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in high school, I was about to, so stupid. I was about to make it to the team. I missed like all the tryouts except for the last day and <sighs> I made it and they were like, yo, you're actually pretty good. Like you should have come to the other tryouts. Where have yeah, you been? Yeah, why would you hear? Right, right, right. Yeah. And as soon as they were going to say like, you know, you want to join the team? I was like, I think I busted my knees. Yeah. I think I'm out. <laughs> and it was only because I wanted to, um, go on a date with a girl <laughs> oh my gosh that is hilarious so that is funny <laughs> every came to what everything came to a full stop because i wanted to date girls yeah i mean honestly one of the things because i just um like i said i i grew up only child but my brother he was just recently in town and i have some nieces who are you know turning 14 13 years old yeah. and you know you try to talk to your family and you know sometimes people they're a little bit shy start talking about boys they start chat chat chatting <laughs> i mean that's all they want to talk about is boys so i mean i totally get you and i think that um you know it's it's i feel like you've kind of made your own way still obviously mm-hmm. you know sports isn't everything obviously even for myself you know when i played i i i played in high school i played college um and now i'm entering into a new chapter once you stop playing sports you you enter into a new chapter and you can kind of take the things that you enjoyed from the game or from whatever activity it is and kind of implement it into whether you're you know maybe doing something in computer science or maybe you're doing something in the arts you can always implement your interest into it right so cool man i did not know that's very very cool how tall are you by the way i want to i want to know that's the last question i'll ask about basketball six flat six six feet exactly yeah Yeah, and it was uh it's a good height you know i feel like now like we we got like our small like recreational leagues that we're playing and um it's like it's nice because everyone is kind of bad (laughs) and it makes and then then i i I can shine a little bit but um, (laughs) yeah so it's great and i i totally agree i think like i think because of sports um you know i've implemented kind of like a, a mentality from that with my day-to-day job with like how I treat people especially with like positive encouragement and like oh, how to sure. like you know work on yourself and all that so mm-hmm. um I feel like yeah though I didn't take the ideal route um where I obviously you know wanted to play in the league but I think it's um it was definitely a learning experience and it got me to where I am now so I'm thankful no doubt no doubt I love the perspective let's talk yeah. a little bit about you know your professional life right yeah. Um, obviously growing up you had different interests and in, in whatnot and i think what i really want this podcast to be about is kind of the chris martiaga you know autobiography like what what is this man's story because i you know i find it so interesting that um you never i've never seen any podcast have you been on other podcasts before or have you been on other things where you showcase so. no? no so yeah this is great you guys are getting the first <laughs> scoop right here and i you know i'm headlining it so uh, talk to me a little bit about, you know, for those who don't know you from a professional sense at all, where does your story kind of begin from for for your profession and for your work and your career, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, I originally wanted to um, like I went to school for graphic design. I went to school for photography. 
mm-hmm. um, flunked for t- actually I didn't even flunk it. I just stopped going mm-hmm. um, because it didn't really like align with what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And then from graphic design, I was like, you know, I had a huge burning passion for fashion, which I feel like is something Kanye said. I may be wrong, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I like wanted to pursue something in the creative realm where it was like work for a publication, work for a fashion house, something. And that was the original goal. And we actually had some like fantastic opportunities. Like um, I think in 2018 or early 2019, I had the opportunity to um, go to New York and work under SK Manor Hill, which is a a brand that has like some Japanese influences and um, they wanted me for fashion week. And I was like, my, I'm, my dream's happening and I had to decline it because I couldn't afford it. So, Mm. Mm. um, and so instead I just like, I've had to work retail and yeah. Hey Chris, talk to me about timeline a little bit, you know, where, like, when did you study? And, and yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm not familiar with, you know, how old you are and those kind of things. And neither <laughs> is the, the listener. Right. Yeah. Right. So like, give us a little bit of a framework. You, when did you stop kind of doing photography? When did you do graphic design? When was this, when did this opportunity come, come about? Um, I think it would mm-hmm. be re- really, really valuable for the listener too. I think 20, 2013 was when I got into photography for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I was studying at a college in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out 2014. Um, I have no idea what I was doing. I think I was just like trying to like find my rhythm and like develop my skill set on my own. Totally. Uh, because like, yeah, like I, you know, I, for me personally, I can't really, I, per, I don't, I didn't like staying in class for eight hours and mm-hmm. seeing like what my work could be like. I just mm-hmm. wanted to go out there and get that experience. Um, so from 2014 to 2016 was developing that skill set just out in the streets, mm. went into graphic design afterwards while still working on photography. Right. And after like four months, I was like, screw this. I'm going to make my own publication. Y'all are going towards like a completely different direction. <laughs> so I'm just going to do things on my own again. Yeah. Totally. And then, yeah, I like as of 2017 i've just kind of been like working on photography and graphic work simultaneously mm-hmm. um and i think at 2018 i released my first publication yeah awesome. so that was my first issue i was super proud of that because i hadn't finished school of any kind and i felt like my skill set was pretty decent mm-hmm. um 20 and then yeah i think we followed up with like a second issue and all throughout like 2017, 2018, and 2019, we were doing editorial works. We were doing like all the things that they'd say you got to go to school for. Right. I was doing it without having fin- having to you know finish school. Right. Um, right. So yeah, we like started snagging opportunities. Um, 2019, as I said, was like when I when I had that opportunity for the fashion house, which was great, mm. um, or would have been great if I had taken it. Yeah. And um, yeah, honestly, it's like since. 2017 i've just kind of like been going with it so although i have my like day-to-day job in tech um i still do like more creative work on the weekends and after 5 p.m and just i don't want to lose that rhythm you know totally totally no absolutely i absolutely understand i think there's actually a lot to unpack here i'm going to try to do it as graciously as possibly (laughs) as i possibly can um because one of the things i think is really most interesting about you is all of the facets of your creativity 
um, while also managing your nine to five job. I think that that is actually yeah. really, really interesting. I didn't even, you know, obviously for those who don't know, I, I typically script out the podcast. I let the guests know, you know, what's going to be on here. Um, but I think I want to kind of dive into that a little bit, man. Cause, yeah. cause when I talked to you beforehand too, I think that, you know, you had mentioned, you know, photography, editorials, publication and then also acting which you didn't mention just then i really want i'm really curious about like you said acting so i was waiting for you to say acting um but let's start with let's start with photography and let's maybe dial it in maybe a little bit closer on photography you did you did kind of mention some of the the major things up until this point in time but you know what led to you picking up a camera and saying all right like i want to actually pursue photography i'm interested in photography that is a good question because I, I, so it started in 20, yeah, it was like 2013. And before that I had no real interest. I mm-hmm. was only using Tumblr and I was like more of, I think um, 2012 was when content curation first started for me. And because of that, it led into like, oh, these are beautiful photographs. And then I would take photos on my iPhone whenever I'd go to like galleries or right, street right. shots. Yeah. And then um, a friend, a friend of my mom's was like, do you want to like, I'm selling this camera. And I said, yeah, I mean, I told her like, let's take it. I'll, we'll buy it and we'll test it out. Yeah. Um, immediately got the hang of it, which was cool. It was digital at the time though. And I don't shoot digital anymore, but um, yeah, it kind of just like, I think it went from like a slight interest in photography to just gambling and being like, let's just try it out. And then, yeah going with it and here we are <laughs> totally it, it is that's actually really cool because it's just gradual right it's not like yeah it almost kind of snuck up snuck up on you excuse me um, yeah. and i heard this quote a long time ago i can't remember the exact uh individual who said it but it was like your passions at times can sneak up on you you know you don't necessarily even know that you're so into something until you're you know spending hunks of time during the day doing it and you're like oh oh, shit i really i really like this you know what i mean right so that's actually really cool so it started with iphone photography at galleries and etc etc um and i think um it makes a lot of sense too like you know it it really encapsulates the time we're living in in a way because uh you know the iphone and this is a different conversation but like the iphone the invention of the iphone makes the the ability to take photographs so much easier than ever before i mean imagine you being the same individual you are today, but it's, you know, 1980. Like, are you still, you know, you probably (laughs) still find that passion, you know what I'm saying? But it's not probably, you know, with an iPhone, which I think this is, that's really interesting. Um, Yeah. And so it kind of progressed in that way. And and talk to me about, you know, like, did you, were you, so you were curating content on Tumblr. I used Tumblr a little bit, like for different things, like back around the same time, like oftentimes just kind of looking at fashion and looking at inspiration and things like that. So were you actually like posting and doing those kind of things on the, on the app? Yeah, honestly, it's, uh, oh man, it was hard because like I would post my own stuff and then I would post like tracks that I'm listening to and what I'd like. Cause Tumblr was like, I think before they were super tight on like copyright and licensing, like you could mm-hmm. easily post a remix of a song that isn't on there. Yeah. So yeah, I would say my biggest inspiration at the time was Jound before yeah. he became like the Jound we know today. Yep. And when he had just like the website was curating and I was like, that's fantastic. I want to do that. So 
Yeah. Yeah. We were like posting original content, posting music, reposting stuff that I found like pretty. And um, I kind of had like a system where, you know, it was like two posts and then a text post and then audio and then mm. another like visual post. And it was like a whole kind of um, rule book behind it. And it was so annoying <laughs> because it was like, <laughs> if I had fumbled or if I had posted like an image that was too small, mm. the whole thing looked off and I had to yeah. be like, all right, no, we're scrapping it. We're yeah. going to do something else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say, um, yeah, you know, I posted my own content. It didn't get too much traction, but. Um, it was the yeah, art of creating though, right? Exactly. Right, so, right. Yeah. So- so you said that you don't use digital as much anymore. Um, so you're yeah. using all film cameras now. Like, what kind of equipment are are you using when you go out and shoot or when you do different work? Man, I literally use one thing, and it's one Olympus camera. Wow. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know where it is, but it's. Um, <laughs> wow. I don't use like lighting. I don't use uh, light meters. I like nothing. I just mm. I use the one point and shoot mm. camera and. Um, I've been using that since like 20, 2016. Wow. Uh, so like when it comes to, yeah, it's like, it's hard and it's expensive, but um, yeah, I just like, I had some luck at Bali village, just finding like Olympus cameras for like a week in a row mm-hmm. and just use them occasionally. I'll just, I'll literally just give them away. Cause I'm like, yo, you need to try this. It's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've just used that one camera model for, all my work um, definitely and how would you recommend like what's the best way to go about if someone wanted to find it like is it going around and maybe trying to find a second hand is it um talk to me about that i would say definitely try it second hand because like um you know especially if you're living in like hot spots like new york and la like it good luck because yeah, yeah. the olympus is like normally known as like the party camera where you just take the casual shots mm. but if you're living in like more you know suburban spots like you will find olympus at your value village or um you know salvation army or whatever american equivalent there is yeah, goodwills and, and, and savers exactly yeah yeah and if you see one just like snag it even if it like if you find out that it doesn't work just like snag it because you could possibly resell it like some yeah. of these are going for like 250 plus now yeah um but just the the crispness and just like how easy it is to take a, a super lovely shot. It's oof, it's worth it. Ooh. So. You guys need to go. What's <laughs> what's the Instagram? We need to make sure that everyone goes on the Instagram right now. My Instagram <laughs> is Marcel Duchamp. It's uh yeah, like the toilet that's artist. A, yeah, yeah, that's a painter, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because with that handle, I'll like get folks that are trying to tag the artist they think the like room. i'm the artist is like official instagram and they'll just like tag me in his work and i'm like i didn't make this uh, i like it but i'm not interested so <laughs> yeah what compels yeah. you what compels you like why why the naming why why that that handle i went to i went to paris and i saw his work in person for the first time at um one of the national galleries there and i was like damn this is pretty cool and then uh, and I stupidly said, like, do you notice that if you replace the U in Champ in his last name, like Duchamp, instead of Duchamp, it's Duchamp. <laughs> it's, like, funny. And then my partner was like, sure. And I was like, yo, I'm changing my Instagram handle to this. So, and yeah, then it just stuck. It's clever. It's clever. 
So it's nice, <laughs> but um, a lot of people think my first name is Marcel. Yeah, especially I, out here. I thought it was first. I was like, hold on. And then cause I, when I followed you on Instagram, I was like, is this his name Marcel? But no, it's, yeah. not, it's not. Um, <laughs> talk to me a little bit about, you know, some of the work you've done with brands, editorial work and, and things like that. Who have you worked with? And tell me about your experiences with it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I've mostly worked with local brands. Like I've worked with um, Adapture was my latest one where mm. they sent me a couple of pieces through TikTok, surprisingly. And yeah. um they were like, yo, like, we really like your style. Would you be down to do this, this, and this? And um, it's fun because, like, I haven't worked with any brands outside of, like, BC. Mm-hmm. Um, at least not yet. But um, It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, like, mostly just, like, BC, like, brands and such. And um, it's, it's super nice because, like, you're supporting local um i'm a bit picky when it comes to like who i want to work with because i don't want to work with someone that's just like you know they're just doing it for the sake of like doing it like Mm. they're doing it because they're truly passionate about this Mm. um and i feel like the brands that usually reach out have a similar vision to mine so yeah it's made it so much easier and um yeah adapture was one company bees and bones was another that shoot turned out great and it's on the instagram yeah um and I can't think of, I, I, there have been others, but I can't think of them off the top of my head, but yeah, it's lovely. And I think the, the reason why I continue to seek this is because um, I just feel like we still don't really see like, you know, artists or photographers that are not Caucasian doing mm. work like this. Mm. And it's been like, I've been busting my ass for like eight years to start doing this and it took mm. me until maybe like last year to finally start getting brands to work with me um yeah. and not go to like my white counterparts even though they're terrific artists but right it would you know it's that's just not evenly distributed still those yeah, opportunities. totally 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 how did you go about facilitating those opportunities are you are they reaching out to you and saying you want the work? Or are you reaching out to them and saying you know i have the talent and the skills i think someone who could be listening who's maybe in the same you know, demographic bracket as yourself, you know, young minority or person of color thinking, you know, I, I mean, there, I already know someone's listening to this right now. I have a couple <laughs> people in my mind because they DM me all the time. Right. Um, and so yeah. talk to me a little bit about the process of actually getting work done, especially with how busy you are. And this is like, a gr- this is the meat and potatoes. Cause I really want to hear this answer. Right. I mean, so I obviously went down the route where I'm like, you know, I'm reaching out to brands and I'm like, you know, I love your pieces. Here's some of my work. Just think about how it looks together and it'll look fantastic. Um, originally I was like, I'll, yo, I'll do this at a, a low cost because I simply just want to have a portfolio to share to people. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't had these opportunities yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and still rejected, you know, like I, I don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Okay. If you're going to be like that, then I'm just going to like develop my skill set. I'm going to make my photos like stand out and I'm going to post them. I'm going to get all of your favorite like artists and Instagram accounts to like it. And then you're going to see that you've missed out. Mm. So that's why originally I was like all over the place. It's kind of like, um, I, I think one like example is, um, uh, Jacques moves. 
or mm. Jock Moo. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Jock but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he, yeah. he started off with like more conceptual stuff and stuff that had left your head scratching when he was doing his like his runway shows. And then he started like developing more of like a palette and a look and a feel and a lifestyle and like a vibe. Mm. Um, and now everyone's just racing to the, to the, you know, the racks to snag his pieces. Totally. So that's kind of what I did because everybody was like, that's a little too conceptual, like a little too out there. I'm not interested. Mm. And now I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to curate it, develop an image, develop my skill set, and then you're going to see that you're missing out and you're going to like it. Totally. And now you're going to want to work together. Totally. So, yeah, it started off with reaching out. Now I'm more of just like, I think last year I was like, I'm available. You've seen my work. I know you like it because <laughs> yeah. I see you physically like it. Yeah. And um, just know that I'm available and I'm like, I'm down to work with you. Definitely. Uh, definitely. And I've just had more people reach out and they're like, Hey, do you want to get something going? Or like, Hey, I like your photographs. Like let's yeah. think of a project. So, right. Right. <laughs> I love it, man. And as momentum builds, it just continues to build off of itself. Right. I mean, once you've kind of gotten some of those first initial reach outs, I bet, you know, you've got more and more and more. Um, and then also I think I like what you said kind of in the same vein of like, if you build it, they'll come like you have to start creating. And sometimes, like you said, you reach out to those who you're interested in doing work with and they're like, nah, like not no. today, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, you have to just continue to create, continue to do the work that you know is worth doing and yeah. you enjoy doing the work. Right. I mean, same oh, yeah. for me in the same in the same in the same thought right like i enjoy being able to do work and create content or create clothing or just create videos whatever it is right yeah. um and you know a lot of people don't know this and there's a lot of there's a lot of sides to you know chris's answer in you know his life and my life too and so like you just got to continue to put the work in man um, exactly like for myself i I think I, I kind of talk to myself and I, I ask myself, like, do you simply want to do this for like financial gain and, you know, for like popularity, whatever it is, or do you want to do it for the sake of like developing your skills and finding your own work pretty and beautiful? And I went with the latter and mm -hmm. I was like, I think I was catering too much to, you know, the, the ones with clout, you know, the, 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 the brands out there that are popping off and, Mm -hmm. um now i'm like i want to take photographs that i think are pretty and you know it just so happens that these brands are also into it and now we're developing these like solid projects so at yeah. the end of the day it's like do what you want to do like do do what you think is is the best for you like what mm -hmm. will make you happiest and um as an artist like if it's for monetary gain that's totally cool if it's just for you know personal self and you know growth and all that and thinking that your stuff is fantastic then that's also cool so yeah absolutely it's yeah about, it's completely up to you i love that you're so right i think self-awareness is the biggest one of the most important words i always use right yeah um i was on a podcast chris with uh one of one of the great not great but a really great friend of mine uh xr yeah. i mean i, I don't want to give you know obviously the people are good but you know the, if you call someone great you know they yeah they, they got to be up there to be great you know what i'm saying <laughs> um but anyways and he asked me you know because i do a lot of things chris i have you know the podcast the brand i'm on tiktok on youtube he's like how do you do it all i was like you know i apply self-awareness for myself right you know yeah. i understand that i i can handle and manage the work and, and if you're someone who 
wants to focus primarily on let's say you're you're a you know a painter of some sort right if you want to focus primarily on uh acrylic and you know people around you are saying no you need to do watercolor watercolor is hot right now and you don't like watercolor don't ever submit to doing watercolor when you're an acrylic painter you know what i mean and so um that that's the same that's the same thing you you have to you know deploy self-awareness at a very high level know yourself know yourself know what you um, are getting into another work that you, that you do, you know, it sometimes it takes exactly. time too, right? It takes time. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to know, like, how did you develop, you know, what you enjoy, uh, the work that you enjoy, you know what I mean? How do you develop that kind of like, Oh yeah, this is what I want out of the work I produce. I think it took a ton of research, you know, like I watched, um, I feel like in all honesty, the like last year was a big, self-development kind of year where I just kind of like took a step back and I looked at my work and it was just kind of like, it was, I still loved it, but I'm like, it's not really what I want to do. Like I want to do something better. And yeah, yeah, I just kind of like looked in and asked myself, what am I genuinely interested in? Like what, what are a few things kind of like a a mood board internally. And instead of like kind of um, you know, for this liking a film for the sake of liking it. So everybody else could be like, damn, he's kind of deep or something like that. Like, (laughs) no, I wanted to go and like pull inspiration from films that I genuinely love. Like film is a big inspo for me. Um, and yeah, so I just created like a mood board of like things that I genuinely am interested in and love Mm -hmm. and was like, this is, I want to make something that resembles this. Like I want to be, I want to have my name thrown into that ring with all of Mm -hmm. these other folks. So yeah, um, it took, like I said, like it took eight years, like I'm turning 27 this year and it took eight years to finally like feel comfortable with what I'm doing, what I'm interested in. Like I'm no longer having to cater to specific demographic or race. Like I'm just feeling good. Yeah. I love that, man. I love it. And that's a, that's a lesson for everyone who's young. Like, it's okay not to have it all figured out at, you know, yeah. ni- 19, 20. No one has it all figured out. Even, even, even yourself, like, you know, there's no way you have it all figured out. Right. And, and even, no. you know, with that being said, I think we all feel as though everyone has it figured out, you know, when we're looking at yeah. it from, from the outside in. So, but you talked about film for a second. Let, let's transition a little bit, man. I'm really, really curious yeah. to talk about this aspect. It's the film. It's the acting, man. <laughs> uh, what it, You told me you did some acting. What, like, what is the, what's the story about that? Oh, man. Okay. So I, yeah, last year was a super weird year and weird year. And um, so I think like, I, I mentioned it earlier where I was like, you know, I kind of picked up a camera and was like gambling. And I'm like, let's check it out. Let's see how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. So I've always had that mentality of let's just give it a shot. And I've always wanted to dabble in film, whether as originally I wanted to go to film school, but whether as a director or an actor or something. Mm-hmm. And last year I saw a couple of friends that were like, they're popping off. They're doing a thing out in LA and Toronto. And I'm like, I want to do that too. So I messaged this like film company or this like agency and literally just said, Hey, I'm really interested in being an actor. Like you can sign me or not. That's totally cool. It's (laughs) up to you guys. Sent them like a cover letter that has a meme and like a splotch of red, like something that would get your attention. And it was a half ass cover letter (laughs) and was like, yeah, 
I'm into film, let's meet. They gave me a meeting, they signed me. And they were like, yeah, like, you know, we had a lot of fun in the meeting. We're just going to give you a shot for commercials and stuff like that. Ended up getting auditions for like big ass films. And um, yeah, like I'm, I'm actually, I was just in a short film that um, I think will be out later this year. It's, I think what? they're, yeah, they're, they're doing like a festival circuit. So I'm, they're doing, yeah, they're submitting it to like TIFF, to Sundance, to like oh, all the wow. big ones. So, so it's literally cool. like, yo, I want to do it. I did it. Here we are. <laughs> no, you have to talk to me about you have to talk to me about acting, man. Like, how does like how do you get into character? Like, how do you memorize the script? Like, what is it like? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is it it's different crazy. than photography? Or like, obviously, it has to be. Oh, right? definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the the one thing that I gotta give credit to photography for is. Um, knowing like my angles so mm. whenever i have to do like a self-tape uh, during the pandemic i knew like what angle would look best you know yeah and, and lighting and such and um yeah it's it was weird at first like i remember my first couple of auditions and i was like what the hell am i doing like i'm playing <laughs> i'm auditioning for a role on van helsing like i've never watched a show i've never acted um and then as like i continue doing self-tapes like Obviously, you're going to get rejected because I'm a nobody with yeah, like no yeah, film background or anything. Um, and then the more I got rejected, the more self-tapes I had to do, the more comfortable I felt. Um, one thing that I have trouble with is finding someone to read lines with. Mm. And that would actually take it seriously, though, and like won't laugh because they're saying something stupid or blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, like it just took, uh, you know, trying it again getting rejected trying it again and then after the short film i was like you know i can totally do an audition there's no one here i've done it with people around i can totally do it when no one's around yeah so it's just practice and then yeah i just literally putting yourself out there and just like throwing a dart and seeing where it's gonna land and you might end up with a bullseye who knows totally totally you gotta try to know you gotta try to know man exactly um one of the things that's so interesting about acting i mean not so interesting but like i find really interesting is that um you know we all everyone at least that's around me we everyone i know loves movies loves film loves shows like it's just a part of our life our lives you know what i mean whether it be um you know sitcoms tv shows or even animated shows animes things like that even those things of those nature indie films whatever it may be um it's really you know I was just very fascinated by those kind of things. Like how do actors get into that character? And I know some like record themselves like talking and then like have it in their head and then like are reciting it as they're like, there's so many different techniques I've seen, like different documentaries and stuff, but that's really cool. That's super cool. So, so you plan to do more things, you know, in the future then? I definitely want to. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to sign with a different agency if they hear this, my bad, you know, y'all aren't giving me opportunities right now, but, um, Hey man, get this man paid, man. <laughs> but I definitely want to, you know, pursue it and, um, and see what we could do. Cause, um, with, uh, with that one gig that I did so far, and I think another one's coming up, um, mm-hmm. I kind of just like, I don't know on set. I was like, man, I'm not supposed to be here. Like I, I, I'm a photographer. So, uh, and I just did it like super nonchalantly. And I remember doing the scene and everybody was like, yo, that was like really good. Do you, do you act? And I'm like, no, 
<laughs> I was like, it was a guy was screaming at me and I was like, no, I don't act. I was uh, genuinely terrified by this guy. That's why it looks so real. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely want to pursue it a bit more and, and see what I can do. And um, at the end of the day, I just like, I think my mindset is it's a, it's super creative. It's super fun to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of like the big time actors that are out there now, I've heard horror stories about them. And I'm like, man, if I had a platform like that, I would be wanting to just do like great things for the community. Like treat my like peers super, you know, politely and be kind and gentle. And I've had that like mindset since I was a kid where I'm like, if I ended up with any kind of platform, I just want to be like a gentle, kind individual and just do something that will benefit society in in some way. So I love that. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm really the same way. And I think that, uh, you know, that's maybe why we're drawn to each other in, in a kind of one way or another. Right? I feel I really feel yeah. that same exact way. Like it's not it's not really what I do like or like creatively. It's more about how I can inspire others. How can I touch the lives yeah. of others? Right. So exactly. Um, what's what are some of your favorite movies, films? Um, I have to ask you because now you're a certified dignified real <laughs> actor <laughs> see here so i would say um one of my I, I was really really inspired by like old french films like every other tumblr kid okay. so okay i remember watching like uh contempt and i remember when i first saw breathless that was like really cool because mm. i've never really seen anybody else do anything like that it was so like mm. casual mm. um so I love those, uh, the contempt being colorful and like beautiful as hell. And I, I did mm. a shoot inspired by contempt. Um, mm. but, and honestly, and this one's, I hope I don't get negative feedback. Armageddon by Michael Bay is okay. so good. It has like Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Steve Buscemi, weird, like a whole cast. It's cheesy. It's so bad, but it's so <laughs> great. Um, I just remember watching it as a kid, and I'm like, "This is the greatest." This film is the greatest of all film, time. right? Yeah, yeah. When you're a kid, yeah. everything's the greatest. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I still have I have a soft spot for that one, and um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I lately I've been really into like um, Japanese noir films, so mm. kind of like inspired by the Yakuza, and mm. they're just like the soundtracks are phenomenal. Oh, the cinematography yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. So love it. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, I I think I've seen Armageddon, but I need to revisit it. Honestly, I need to revisit it if I'm gonna give because I can't really remember everything. I need to revisit. Yeah. So, um, and then it's, for uh, French, go it's ahead, an experience. Yeah. <laughs> and for French films, um, there's this one I watched. Um, I think I watched it last year. I, I'm gonna butcher the name because it's in French. It's like Le Le Grand Blanc avec like the tall blonde man with black shoes is what it, the translation is or something like that but it's a it's like a comedy it's really funny it's pretty good yeah. it's a, it's like from the 70s um and so i really enjoy some of the french films as well yeah i'm gonna check out yours yeah, yeah it's i mean out. i recommend yeah but i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna watch that one because i think uh 70s french films into it i feel yeah, like yeah. at that like era there everything was just clicking yeah, so yeah. It the the it filming out. is on point, and then the, like, oh, man, uh, Paris in the seventies is un- unbelievable, and and outfits yeah. and whatnot. It's called the Tall Blonde Man, 
with black shoes or something like that. Just look up the tall blonde man, then it should come up. <laughs> tall blonde man, French movie, seventies. Okay, that's a, that's your Google search. <laughs> yeah, because if I if I just search up the tall blonde man, I feel like it's gonna lead me to. It's not gonna lead to print. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, all right, let's kind of get into the 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 last couple sections of the pod, man. You've been absolutely fantastic. I, I really enjoyed having you on. Appreciate um, it. So you've 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 done a you've actually released a publication and you're currently working on one, right? Talk to me about yeah. publication stuff a little bit. Yeah. So I released two issues of uh, of my personal one. It was called Who Knows because I couldn't come up with a better name. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And um, yeah, it was like originally it was like. I had the idea of, of coming up with a zine and originally I just said 20 pages, 30 pages mm. ended up being like 146 pages or something like that. So it was a full blown magazine. But, uh, and it was all like photography, design, interviews, everything was just me. Wow. So it took a year to make that. Wow. Um, and it's physical, and right? Like, like it's something yeah. that, yeah. Is it still available? I just, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, I, I'm going to be doing a reissue because okay. um, I didn't think that people were interested in it. And then yeah. I had a people reach out saying, like, you still got one? Like, you know, yeah. linger around like a couple of issues around. But Me, I'm asking uh, <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'll do a reissue and then I'll, I'll send you a copy because. Uh, no, you don't need anything yeah. I'll purchase. <laughs> but yeah, I, I had two issues of that one. The second one took another year to make because I kind of wanted it to. Uh, uh, I don't know. The second issue was kind of like inspired by. I was like in a horrible state mentally and my mm. mental health was just like dwindling. And I took that and use whatever energy that was to create a second issue. Mm. Um, so, and that one was like one that I was really proud of, but I only sold one copy because mm. I was like, I don't think, I don't know I should release this because yeah. Um, yeah. It was something else that at times it was like a little dark. The imagery was just kind of like I had one Olympus that had a light leak and it was also kind of blurry and it just created these like super surreal images. Mm. Um, but the one I'm working now is with, uh, with a friend of mine and he, um, we both have like similar backgrounds. So um, we were like, yeah, we haven't really seen anybody release like a publication with our backgrounds and with like what we do and yeah. more like independent kind of like focused um so we were like yeah let's just start one and then we interviewed some of the local talent that are phenomenal um Mm. and we're and i think in the final stages we're gonna uh, finally go into print by maybe third week of august and we'll sell it by beginning of september so i'll probably post up some like tiktoks (laughs) yeah about it but that's a smart idea uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes because um, I think one of my biggest inspirations is a part to Mento, and um, I've always wanted to work for them, but I can't move to Barcelona. Out yeah. of the blue. <laughs> so I get you. I get you. That's very exciting, though. So you guys are going to hopefully get it out in September is what you said, right? Yeah, early yeah. September. Hopefully. Very cool. Very, very cool. And who is the friend that you're working on it with? Do you, can you divulge the, the background of the individual? Yeah. <laughs> his name is Ricardo. He, uh, on Instagram, he's, um, ah, man, I think his handle is like Pedro Papacito or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we're both like, um, you know, his mom, I think his dad is Spanish, but his mom is 
black and my dad is black but my mom is spanish so it's kind oh, of like okay. a switch rooney yeah, yeah, yeah and we were like yeah we haven't really seen anybody with our backgrounds doing this and we're yeah. like let's just do it yeah. so i love it's it. been nice um but yeah i think like for the second issue we have some like pretty solid names that are going to be making it on there and we're talking like folks that have worked for Jown, for noah for yeah. um we have like some solid brands that are like making waves in new york and stuff mm. like that so so cool surprisingly we have some solid names just these two dudes from victoria bc <laughs> i mean that's so dope i mean that's kind of how it goes right i mean you can yeah um it, it's amazing how much you can really accomplish nowadays right like just yeah. i don't know how necessarily you got in contact maybe you knew them from a friend to a friend but you know even still like the ability to have media outlets you know that are the social medias of the world and be able to reach people um yeah. and connect with people and they can see your work instantaneously and make a, a decision whether or not they want to be a part of something or not is like i mean it, it probably definitely helps with getting something like a publication done or getting anything done even us on this podcast like i've mentioned yeah. several times right um, yeah. so that's super exciting super exciting from from no one yeah. done that's super done. <laughs> that's super cool yeah i'm stoked for that um i think like yeah, I, I think with, with social media and, and with uh, with platforms like, yeah, like Instagram and TikTok, we've just kind of like gone a hold of folks that are somewhere like pretty out there. And we're like, how, how why are you talking to us? Like, we're just two dudes from the island. Yeah. And some folks are just like, you know, they have small followings, but you can tell that they're going to blow up very soon. So we're like, we're just jazzed to have you on here before you inevitably take off. Yeah, I love so, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk to me a little bit about you know tiktok here for a second okay man uh what are your thoughts Ooh. on tiktok some people hate tiktok some people don't like some people don't like it some people are really um using it to to blow up and things like that but yeah. what are your what is your thought on tiktok especially you know fashion kind of art side of tiktok i think so in, in all honesty i dragged tiktok all of last year and prior i was like what a stupid platform and then i tried it out I think like three or four months ago and I was like, obviously you see like the funny stuff, the memes and yeah. stuff that you don't see on Instagram. And then I started like curating my feed more and I started like seeing like your work. I started seeing, um, you know, some like folks that I think we both follow and mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Like there's something going on here. This looks cool. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm like fully in it, like I, I finally think I'm fully in it. Uh, in. <laughs> yeah. I'm like this, this could be a really special platform because mm. I think it's still young. I think it's still like a pretty fresh platform by the sounds of it. It sounds like Instagram is going fully corporate and becoming more of like a shopping channel kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. So TikTok kind of has the opportunity to take the reins and provide, I mean like, yeah, like, you know, anyone has the opportunity to, go viral to work with brands and i'm like this is amazing i've been yeah. again like i've been working for years to have an opportunity like this and two months into tiktok um i'm working with adapter and they're yeah. like yo i want to take shots or yeah. I, I want you to take shots for for our brand so mm -hmm. i think the platform is special um obviously like it's entirely up to you like you have your own opinions on it but at the end yeah. of the day you can't deny how much like how many opportunities there are with this platform oh, so sure. um and especially for like artists and such it yeah it's it's huge so totally. um 
the one downside is that there's no like creators fund in Canada, um, um, which kind of sucks because mm. it would be cool to monetize that. Yeah. Um, as they say, what passive income, passive but, income, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I personally, I, I'd say like, I'm now like a supporter and I, I fully see the appeal to it and I'm just going to continue doing my thing on that. Yeah, I I'm I'm on the same page, honestly, and kind of in the same boat as you. Truly, you know, last year I was kind of dreading it. You know, like TikTok is yeah. uh, obviously we had a lot of time on our hands, and you know, people are saying, "Oh, TikTok is the platform you want to be on if you want to uh, create content around topics that you care about um, and have it really um, reach people organically." Right. The the whole idea is the organic reach is really really impressive compared to instagram yeah. where you only really see the people that you follow right yeah. and you know i tried to do some things you know creating and, and this is the story that i hopefully i'll be able to tell through this podcast as well too like i tried to if you don't know this chris but i had a personal tiktok that was all about you know sketching because i love sketching and drawing mm. right and yeah. it was called drew joiner it was actually my actual name right um, I just deleted it because um, I don't ever use it anymore. But and and I wasn't really getting too much traction, right? I wasn't really going anywhere, and I was like, ah, okay, TikTok is a little bit different than I thought. I thought I'd just be viral by tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't really work like that. And I started doing some content for my brand, Edward Joiner. I was like, ah, okay, I don't really know how I'm really supposed to be making these TikToks. And then last April, or this April, I guess, 2021. It was when I really honed in, you know, because I was really coming into a personal brand, which is Drew Joyner, right? And um, I started the Underrated Sneaker Series. And ever since then, I mean, things have just been incredible, incredible, right? And so yeah. um, I think for anybody who is looking at Instagram and saying, man, like, who's putting in that Instagram grind? Because the Instagram grind is for real if you're trying to grow an Instagram account to reach an audience, right? I mean, it's just, I don't know how your people are doing it if you're just doing posting pictures. But I think mm. you'd have a much better time learning how to create captivating storytelling and captiv captivating content on TikTok. So, um, yeah. but man, you know, is it is truly blend, it has truly been a blessing to have you on. Like I said, um, one of the things I want to talk to you about before we conclude too, is your personal style. Uh, yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that, man. Cause I think, I think you have a very, very dope personal style as well. I think um, that thing that's also what drew me to you is your personal style. Obviously your aesthetic on TikTok, and then kind of some of the outfits and whatnot you're showcasing as well. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate it. Yeah. Cause I think uh, I, I talked about this a, a few days ago with someone where um, it's, it's evolved so much and, more of like a body positivity standpoint because yeah. um originally i was just more of like a west coast kid where you know we had like the pacific north northwest look we had the blundstones flannels wrapped around you all that stuff and i was like i feel so out of place i don't <laughs> like this i don't like feeling like this so i switched it up and i went against the system and i was like i'm gonna start wearing big pants and all that stuff and yeah. um yeah, now it's like kind of transformed to a blend of like Japanese minimalism, 70s, 80s, New York, no wave style where mm. a lot of patterns, prints, yeah. um, and then and also just like a Scandinavian kind of minimalism where it's just like basic colors, but occasionally slimmer fits. So the blend of the three. Um, and yeah, I think 
it's it's been a a wild journey because now I'm finally like comfortable in my own skin after years of just like mental torture and yeah. not feeling like I uh, you know could go anywhere um, yeah. in fashion or in art. But yeah, it's um, I feel finally comfortable with my outfits i'm happy that other folks you know like my outfits because out here folks are still kind of like looking at you wondering like what the hell are tabby boots <laughs> yeah like you know right. they look at you and they're like i i don't understand that so <laughs> it's uh yeah it's you know that's been nice and when it comes to like the aesthetic on tiktok and all that i feel like that truly stems from like tumblr curation that like yeah sparking that that content curation and yeah. um yeah, I think like, you know, somebody asked, or somebody meant, left a comment in a video, I think yesterday, talking about a video that I posted. And um, I, I just kind of mentioned that, like, my intention is to create kind of like more calm pieces of work that mm. you can view and just mm. like, kind of like a visual ASMR. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But with art, with fashion, with stuff like that. Yeah, I love and yeah. Yeah, it's it's been lovely. I honestly did not think I would have how many folks that I have right now watching my videos. Like I, I'm genuinely surprised. Um, but it's been fantastic. I've had like some terrific brands reach out saying like, you know, can you give us a shout out? Can you can you maybe like you know try on some of these pieces? Um, and at the end of the day, I just want to like continue to work with like like-minded people like yourself like i, I just want to work with people that i find genuine and incredible and mm-hmm. um and develop like a you know something there because yeah it's a brilliant platform it's already led to several opportunities it's led to you know great conversations and um yeah but i'm happy that everyone likes the videos i think the most yeah. common common que- or comment that i get is um and now it's like a bit of a joke between my friend group is immaculate vibes because <laughs> I feel like so many people comment that on my videos yeah. and now I'll just like meet up with a friend and they're like, your outfit is oof, immaculate, immaculate vibes. vibes. How much for your life? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, uh, it's become like a, a bit of a, an inside joke now, but yeah, totally. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm happy to be like where I am today. And even I, I think I'm like just shy of, 10k followers i'm like that's a w like i'm just happy I mean, that y'all are like liking my stuff I mean, yeah think about <laughs> it that's ten thousand people. people like ten thousand imagine ten thousand people listening to this conversation in like an auditorium like that's insane you know what yeah. i mean like why yeah it's it really is so um yeah. some of the some of the last two questions i want to ask you chris you know this question i've kind of asked a few of my guests and it is what is one of Oh my gosh. Let me see if I can ask the question right. What is one thing someone would have never learned about you if they hadn't tuned into today's podcast, man? Um, honestly, the fact that, um, well, I don't know. I, that's a good question. Probably just the fact that like a lot of my positive encouragement and stuff that stems from like team sports, you know, like having the original um, idea of like wanting to join a league or pursue yeah. that professionally. So, yeah. um, yeah, that like my nice demeanor and everything just comes from like sports and encouraging my teammates and being positive and such. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's one thing. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And I think the fact that you, you know, wanted to be in the league 
and, and like a lot of kids do, but, you know, still talk about it in such a, cause a lot of people get a little bit bitter sometimes if they don't necessarily have yeah. the opportunities and things like that. So I love your disposition towards that. Um, and, and Chris, you know, where can people find out more about you in terms of social media, things like that? How can they maybe learn about when the publication will come out? Things like that. Yeah. So, um, honestly, I have my Instagram linked on my TikTok. So, um, you know, you can totally just check out the TikTok. It's not stupidly, it's at jerk slim. I don't know how I came up with that <laughs> handle. Um, uh, but you can feel free to go through the Instagram there. Like feel free to leave any message. I'm, I love chatting with people. So, um, yeah. that one like in person, I'm pretty quiet, but, uh, yeah. Uh, when it comes to the publication, we do have an Instagram that's going to be fully live soon. Um, and we'll have like our website and such, but I'll drop a couple of teasers on TikTok and on Instagram. Um, I believe the name of the publication is going to be Casa Montego. Mm. Um, and yeah, uh, looking for a September release and we'll post some links soon. Cool, man. I'm so excited. It was a pleasure speaking with you. We'll have to do it again. Okay. Sweet. No, I mean, thank you so much for having me. I, I really, really did enjoy this. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Wasn't Chris a treat to have on the show? I truly enjoyed having the conversation with him. Let's get into the analysis. I think one of the first things that stands out to me is Chris's ability to do things without the fear of failure. And the first thing that comes to mind is acting. Chris, and I wish I would have dived more into this, but Chris does have a nine to five job in tech. And so he has to manage all of these assets of his creative life with that um, nine to five job. But the ability for him to actually go into acting and and pursue a role within an acting position is really incredible to me. Just because for someone who doesn't have the, the background, the education on it, and to still pursue it and do it is absolutely incredible. To me, it shows a level of fearlessness that we all should carry within our lives whenever we want to pursue something that may be deemed as out of our normal kind of interest group. Second, I kind of want to talk about how Chris has developed his especially photography skill set over time. And this is an important factor for anyone who's trying to develop skills, whether it be art skills, creative skills, marketing skills, whatever they may be. It takes time. And I think that Chris's story uh, paints that picture. I could have maybe dived even deeper into it. But when he talked about his photography and editorial work with the Olympus camera, he talked a little bit about how he picked it up and just kind of develop the skill set over time he had an affinity towards it. he had interest in it he had somewhat of a talent for it but it didn't happen overnight he didn't have opportunities overnight and he's the one who pursued those opportunities and he probably made a lot of mistakes along the way so for anybody who has maybe a skill set that they want to learn whether whether it is maybe you want to learn how to sew or whether it is you want want to learn how to create content or whatever it may be you know, understand that it's a process. It's a journey. It's not a destination. And the journey only starts when you put that first kind of action, put that first kind of momentum towards something. And then you have to engage in consistent effort in order to really have that skill set develop over time. And I think that's what Chris has been able to do. And now we're in a moment where now I've, I'll talk about this probably more often where TikTok and things like TikTok, like Instagram Reels and different platforms and different marketing strategies are available for those who just want to play essentially with the ability to create content around the interest that they enjoy and possibly have opportunities arise because of that content, right? 
Overall, I'm so thankful to have Chris on as a guest. If you guys got any value out of this podcast, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review on the Apple review page. Or if you're listening on you know, Spotify, Google, or anywhere else, go to our most recent Instagram post on the Beyond the Garment Pod Instagram and comment down below what value you gained from it. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for staying to this point in the episode. I always appreciate the people who stay all the way to the end. I don't know what to call you, maybe like later gang or something like that, but I really do appreciate it. And I'll see you guys next week. We have a lot of fun episodes lined up. So buckle up. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the episode, leave a five-star review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a comment on our most recent Instagram posts telling us what you got out of this episode. All right, wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you next time.